um, Christmas update. Oh, Christmas update. So it's November 1st. So far, uh-huh. I've heard like four different Christmas songs. Really? Um, My Taco Bell is decorated for Christmas. And when I went to the gas station, they had a TV that was playing Christmas with the Cranks. Wow. So after two months of Halloween, I'm not only sick of Halloween, but I'm already sick of Christmas. Isn't, aren't holidays great, Cameron? No, but holiday months, now that's where it's at. At least we get days off for Christmas. Yeah, but then you're, like, obligated to enjoy it, and it's like... No, you're not. You don't have to fucking do anything. This is America. You want to... You can take your dick out and show it to kids. You can. It's a free country. Yay, freedom. Hooray! You know where it's not free? Where? Hong Kong. Oh, I was going to say BlizzCon, but that's basically the same thing. Yay! This is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. And our Hi, special everybody. guest, White Guilt. <laughs> it's funny because I was going to open with a Hitler joke. That is funny, Chad. Do you want to tell I us know. your Hitler joke? This is I'm, okay. I, I'm going to steal this joke from my brother. Actually, no, I don't, I don't. I wanted to do it as a cold open. I feel like it doesn't work now. Tune in next week for a surprise Hitler joke. Yeah, you won't. You guys won't see it coming, and neither did the Jews. <laughs> that's not. That's not okay. It's kind of funny, though. No, it is. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm clipping the mic. So did you God, have a I good week, too Chad? Loud. You're just telling no. me how much, uh, how much fun you're having. I, I spent a lot of time cleaning the apartment I used to live at. But I don't live there anymore, so that's cool. But uh, between that, and work's been kind of just annoying. And I don't know, it's just been a weird fucking week, and I'm glad it's over. Like, And I know part of it is that it's dark out now and it's november and the daylight savings is coming up and it's like oh shit i need to start popping my vitamin d or i'm gonna get real bitchy real fast and but normally like that manifests itself as more of like oh you know what'd be cool is to just drive really fast into a light pole and see if i die and i can deal with that a lot better than just being extra ornery because i'm not i'm usually not very ornery and so when someone pissed me off at work today i actually got like legitimately mad at them and i'm like i don't normally do that and it's embarrassing but also don't fucking clean my office when I'm gone. Move my shit around. Shouldn't have to tell adults that. Yeah. This is really, really upset me. <laughs> no, that's fair. I hate that. Because this is the second time she's done it. I told her not to do it again after the first time. So that's where I'm at. That's good. And that and Hitler jokes. That's good, too. Uh, How about you? Uh, 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 yeah. I'm doing okay. That's good. Um, the uh, the new raid on Final Fantasy is really cool. That's good. What, what, what are you killing on Final Fantasy these days? It's a crossover with Nier Automata. Really? Yeah. That is cool. And the raid drop, you can get a pet that's the little like robot pod that floats with you. And you can get like the 2B costume. To be or not to be? Yes. Nice. Um... Existential Crisis is my favorite costume. So what's really great with that costume is that they didn't make a male version. They just let the males wear the dress. Yeah, why not? And so, well, that's the thing. Why not? So that's kind of fun. But now there's a bunch of <laughs> there's a bunch of these like huge, like super buff, gay looking dudes just walk around town, 
that in this like cosplay that is clearly like it doesn't fit in with the world at all. So is it like a dress or is it like a robe though? Because it is a, an RPG, right? So well, it's literally the like Tubi's outfit from Mirror. I, I literally I don't know how do you spell her name. I actually don't know what that character looks like. The number two and the letter B. Oh, if I type that in. Oh, okay. So this this lady's black with the. It's like black, this like gothic Japanese uh yeah. like maid outfit. That well, is that shows some thigh. It's notorious for uh, giving a very nice silhouette of the butt cheek. <laughs> yeah, I can see that being um It's a lot interesting of interesting watching all of the buff dudes walk around like that in a where it doesn't fit. So what was great was before the raid came you out can buy a cosplay of it for forty three dollars on AlexPress.com. Sweet. That's actually not too bad. No. Um before the raid came out. Uh, there was like a Q&A about like, oh, the patch comes next week. We're, we're answering questions. And of course, it was like in Japanese and they're translating it to English. Mm-hmm. And one of the costumes or one of the questions was, uh, we see the 2B costume as a raid drop. Um, is that for the female characters? And what do the male characters get? And then the developer was like, oh, no, that's for everyone. The males can wear it. It will be very intense. and so we're all like we're laughing at the word choice it was like a translation thing but then the day that raid drops and we walk through town it's like oh i have to go to market real quick it's like how was market it was very intense (laughs) nice um but it's really it's a good raid they capture the near stuff um they're actually (laughs) this this might be spoilers for the next near game because it takes place canonically after one of the endings from Nier Automata. And Aren't there like 80, though? Yeah, but it's it's kind of... The games are so weird. The assumption is they'll make another Nier game that will more or less pick one or two of the canon endings. and But also take place like so far at a different time that there's enough time between them that things can be different. Okay. But there's like story elements that come up in the Final Fantasy raid. And someone was talking about it in chat, and they got so mad over a spoiler that they quit the the guild. They That's like funny. left the chat, and it's like, "Look, I can't believe you said that. I didn't get to see it yet." <laughs> and they left, and it was like this whole like controversy. Like, what's that guy? I've never seen him explode like that before. It's like, I don't know. He must really like near. Yeah, I, I've talked about the spoiler thing. I think on here and on the other podcasts too, where like. If a plot spoiler is enough to, like, ruin the thing, it probably wasn't a very good thing. Well, I mean, yeah. Because it, it should really... I think it's the, other the journey thing, to get there. I think a lot of people also tell themselves that... I, I, there's this weird uh, spoiler culture where people think it's so important to avoid spoilers that they start to convince themselves that it's a big deal. And they're, like, disproportionately angry because they feel like they're supposed to be angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess... I'm trying to think, because I, I generally do like to go into the things I watch blind. With, you know, and I'll eventually, well, I guess Detective Pikachu, I knew pretty much all the major story beats to that movie, and I still, like, had fun with it. But also, I could have guessed those story beats within, like, ten minutes of it, because it's a well, movie. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I didn't spoil that going in, and I, I pretty much knew what the story was. <laughs> yeah. Like, after ten minutes. Um, but, you know, that, that's not that's not a big deal. Like, I wonder, like, if I had approached the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones, um... How that would have been just contextually knowing what was going to happen versus not knowing. Because there's such a 
an ominous sense of dread leading up to it because you know something is wrong just based on everything about that get together and you're just not sure what that's going to be and so knowing what it is i feel like it would you'd still get the sense of dread because george railroad martin is a good writer like it it works you like the characters you spent three books with some of them two and a half so i don't know so i watched a very interesting video about um about spoilers and the nature of uh like subverting expectation and one of the points that she made in the video was that like if if uh if you know details going into a story that can add a lot to a story sure. but it's also fun to be surprised but surprise is never as fun as suspense and it's like yeah. uh Hitchcock gave this great example of um if you had a if you had a scene where there was a it was like a dining party and underneath one of the tables there's a bomb and you know the bomb is going to go off at some point you watch the entire dinner party waiting for that to happen and you're on the edge of your seat like waiting like is someone going to find it is someone going to leave is more people going to show up what's going to happen and then when it explodes it's like wow i can't believe all those people got caught in the explosion mm-hmm. now if you watch the same scene and there's a dinner party and it goes on for 10 minutes and then just explodes. You're like, Oh, okay. Right. You know, now like in the last Jedi, it's like a dinner party and then there's a bomb and you're waiting for the bomb to explode. But then a clown showed up and shot someone in the head and you're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. And it's not satisfying. Sure. But that's, I'm off track. My point was, um, they she gave this great example of Terminator 2, where the twist in the beginning is that the Terminator, that like Arnold Schwarzenegger's like chasing him, and it, he's actually good, right? But you don't know that the first time you're watching it, so it's like, oh no, the Terminator's after him. I already know this because I saw the last movie, and then when it kind of twists and you realize what's going on, it's like whoa. But when you know that going in. You watch that again, and you feel it completely differently because it's like, oh, no, you little boy, you're safer with the Terminator. Don't run away. Yeah. And it's like you you watch it from a different angle and have just as much fun. Yeah, That's I know. That's good I storytelling. That. Yep. Well, because it all comes down to the characters, right? Because plot is just kind of like it's, it's not as important, and we've talked about this before, but when you're having discourse with people on the Internet, it seems like most people only know how to talk about plot. Like, they're incapable of reading any further into whatever it is. It's like, because it's always like, oh, look at all these plot holes. Look at all these things that are, are, are I don't like. And it's like, none of those are important. Like, if it took you out of the movie at the time, then yeah, that sucks. It's kind of a problem. But most of the time, it's like these weird nitpicks where like, I didn't like that movie, but I don't know why. I will just try and question the every little thing until I find something that sticks. And then I can justify that for not liking the movie. Which is lazy. Yes. I was gonna, just going to wait until, until someone said something. I, I felt like you were going to say one more thing, and then the, oh. the, well, just the silence was alluring. It was funny. Um, so anyways, that's stupid. I hate, I hate people that get bent out of shape over spoilers. And I get yeah. it. If you don't want something spoiled, you're allowed to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But to like literally end a friendship over it, 
Like, like I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm. Ex, I'm not like excited for the new Star Wars movie, but I want to go into it fairly yeah. blind because I think I'll appreciate the spectacle more. Right. But if. But then I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah. But it's also it's a movie. Yeah. And so it's kind of. <laughs> It's like, it's a movie that, and granted, if it's like the last movie, everyone just wants to write the smarmiest thing they can on Twitter anyways. So, like, don't even watch the movie. Just write your tweet now. Yeah. Twitter's bad. Uh, Oh, well. Yeah. How was BlizzCon? Did you pay attention to that? Yeah, I watched the opening ceremony on my, uh, on my lunch break today. I didn't, I didn't get to watch a bunch of stuff. Normally I take the day off. Um, but I at least watched the opening ceremony where they're going to announce all the big news. You want to okay. talk, you want to get into BlizzCon? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I said, on BlizzCon. I said I wouldn't drink, but I started drinking. That's okay. <clears throat> excuse me. So, BlizzCon opens, and, um, J. Allen Prick comes out. I like how his last name is Prick. And he says, hi everyone, I'm Handjob Cocksucker, and that's my legal name. And, you know, I just, I gotta say, you know, we, we messed up. So, let's start BlizzCon. I'd like to change my name to Handjob Cocksucker. And then, I, I wonder how hard it would be to get through life if you did that. Like, imagine putting that down on a resume, you're applying for a job. And you're like, yes, my name is Handjob Cocksucker. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I wish to be an accountant. That's the thing. They don't, you don't get the job, you sue for discrimination. There you go, that's how you make all your money. Yeah. Guess that. Bam. Life hacks. Good boy, Cameron and Chad. We are collectively one boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what handjob cocksucker have to say? Nothing. He he literally just said, Yeah, we messed up. And uh, I'm sorry, it's my fault. And literally no <laughs> no change, no like actual apology. Just nothing. Well, that's not very fun. So, yeah, but, I mean, the other thing, I hate being right. The protests are super underwhelming. It's like, I would, there's a few... I would imagine a lot of, like, May cosplayers dressed in, like, Hong Kong stuff, like, in the fan arts. It, eh. There's, like, there's some people that bought Winnie the Pooh pajamas at Walmart. Um, There's a lot of, like, cheap cardboard signs, and just, they're standing outside, and it's like, yeah, this will help the people in Hong Kong. I was I was expecting more disruption. Sure. You know, and so it's just people seem really disinterested in the whole Hong Kong thing now. They just want to have their angry tweet and get it out of their system. Well, I mean, it was like two weeks ago news. Yeah, I'm just I'm deeply upset that uh, I, I feel like this is an opportunity to be a, a a catapult, and it just wasn't. I prefer a trebuchet. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I didn't get my hopes up that high. No, it, it, well, it's like I said, I'm more disappointed that, like, collectively people can't seem to hold on to a thought for more than, like, four days. Yeah. And you're just like, are you still mad about that? It's like, no, that happened a while ago. We're past that. Like, there's a guy, okay, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, right, because there's a guy I have on Facebook who decided, you know what would be really fun is to, is to start resharing all of those, um, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself memes. And so he's doing it, and it's just like, dude. These are like eight months old or whatever. It's not <laughs> funny anymore. It's just annoying. <laughs> um. So, anyways, they open and they did the uh, Diablo three announcement or four, I guess. 
Uh, okay. Did you care about Diablo at all? Is that a thing you like? Uh, Diablo 3 was pretty fun. I like the couch co-op aspect to it. Me and my brother played through it a few times. Okay. Well, Diablo 4, um, it, it's more of it. Okay. I, the, the cinematic trailer was really interesting. And there is this really cool visual at the end where it's like it's like treasure hunters and they're fighting off the demons. It's like, oh, I heard there's treasure in this cave. Let's ride the tomb and I'm going to get the treasure. And then they go in there and they summon a uh, a demon lord. But the visual of it is really, really cool. There's this dramatic effect of there's like these three pillars. Okay. And the guys get like magically sucked to the pillar and blood is like ripped out of them. But the blood, it's not like a liquid. It's like staying as a solid shape. And it forms a summoning circle. Oh, cool. And it fills out until the circle is a complete like blanket. And there's this cool panning effect. Not a pan. What's the what's that camera term where it like looks around? Isn't that a pan? No. Anyways, there's a, there's an effect what the camera does. Where on the top you see like this sheet of blood that's like suspended in the air. But when it comes down underneath and you can see the shadow being cast through the blood, you can see a, a form. And she starts like reaching out and it's basically like she's being born and it's like her form is wrapped in the blood blanket. And she comes down and lands like gracefully on the ground. And the remaining of the blood is this like suspended cape that ties back up to the corpses on the the altar. And there's just beautiful visual like it's so striking and it's like, whoa, this is a lot better than anything I saw in three. Like, this is cool looking. I hope... My big thing with Diablo... Like, I've only ever played Diablo 3. But the writing in that game is dreadful. Yes. And I don't know if that's... I'm wondering, like, you know, is, is the next Diablo game going to have better writing? Will I care? Probably not. I'm going to load up the Diablo 4 trailer. Oh, shit, this is like... Wait, where is it? Here, j- jump... Announcements. Jump to the time frame that I sent you there. Okay. Let's take a peek at this. Let's take a peek. And I'm going to turn the volume down. There we go. That's loud. Ooh, this is pretty cool. Like a spider web of blood. Yeah. Oh, that flip shot you're talking about. I don't know what the proper term for that is. Yeah. There's a good one in Midsummer though. Jeez, the visuals are like... I mean, Blizzard's always knocked it out of the park with their visuals, like in the cinematics, but they look really fucking good here. Maybe... Maybe don't summon demons. Well, there's there's a little more build-up that makes this a little more interesting. Sure. It is a nine-minute trailer. Yeah, he dead. Ooh, it's Satan, but lady. It's Lilith. Yeah. Just, like, completely made out of blood. Oh, that is a cool piece of cinema. So I like that. Yeah, it reminds me of like a really cool Magic the Gathering card. Yeah. Where it's like, man, I wish they would make a game that looked like this. So then after the trailer, everyone's like, wow, Diablo 4, hashtag worth the wait, hashtag free Hong Kong. <laughs> and then they play the gameplay trailer. And I was so underwhelmed by the gameplay trailer that I don't, oh. don't want to play the game anymore. Like that it was, sucks. it was so like boring and brown. Is it basically just like generic Diablo? Yes. I feel like the gameplay loop in Diablo is at least fun. 
it 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 can be but here's the thing i played diablo immortal last year that was a it had a it had more color sure and the effects were more like snappy and animated like i was playing the sorcerer and i was like shooting lightning bolt lightning bolt it's a giant ice ball and this one's like here's the sorcerer in diablo 4 and it was so underwhelming um, my issue with uh, it Diablo might, it 3... It might get better, but I'm like, eh. One of my issues with Diablo 3 is the uh, the difficulty. I feel like even on a hard difficulty, if you had two people, the game was too easy. Other than like the spikes where you'd go up against something that could one-shot you. Then you had to kill it with ranged. Well, what difficulty did you play on? Um, How many are there? That was one of the harder ones. Maybe not like the hardest, but we there's played... Like, there's 50. Oh. Really? Yes. You have to like, keep unlocking them? Um, to an extent. I don't remember then. I just remember, like, we had fun, but it's like, man, we haven't died in a while. And then we we played, we started playing through it again on a harder difficulty. And it's like, we're having fun, but we're not, we haven't died in a while. Then we got to a boss that would, one of its attacks would one-shot you if you didn't dodge it right. And then we got pissed off, because it's like, well, this is lame, because he doesn't telegraph this attack very well. So, more of that. Yeah. Diablo 4, everybody. Um, if it still has couch co-op, I'll probably like, get it on Xbox or something, just because there's not enough games that have that, and I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah, and it will be on consoles. They did announce that. Cool. Um, so it's an option. Uh, they did uh, Warcraft. Um, so the Warcraft expansion. Uh, did you hear about that? Uh, I did not. Is it? Did you predict it correctly? Are they uh, going back to... Wait, what's the next in the cycle? So I wanna I'm actually pleasantly surprised that I oh, was no, wrong. We can't have that. Oh. Um, I thought that it was gonna be just Wrath of the Lich King two. Mm. Um, and it's actually not. Hooray. So I just sent you the trailer there. Was it like Wrath of the Fire King? Uh well watch the trailer a bit. To the trailer we go. Okay. Our five minute trailer with help, Blizzard. So I'm gonna talk a bit over it. That's okay. So, um, the way that the current expansion's going, I told you last time that like Sylvanas just disappeared for no reason. So what's going on is she helps defeat the old god, but she also knows that like the old gods are still going to be a constant threat. So she has this weird, um, I'm going to say pseudo plan because it sounds like she's going to like doom everyone. Okay, but it's like the only thing more powerful than evil is death so she seems to think that if she could kill everything then it would restore balance to everything because everything would be on even terms so she's going to be like thanos it's a little bit of a thanos thing um to some extent sure she's being framed much more as a villain and not like here's the bad guy that you team up with but she's like comic book villain that has to be stopped now okay um, but she shows up here, Ice Crown, and Bolvar's there with all his Death Knights and stuff. And, okay. Bol- uh, sorry? I just like the, the idea of like, oh shit, the old gods might come back. Well, if I kill everybody, yes, <laughs> that'll stop them. <laughs> I bet she becomes an old, like a new god or whatever, and then they I, have to kill It her. won't surprise me. Which should be fine. So I like what they did with Bolvar, um... Because he was like he was seared in Alex Straz's life flames, he he's like fueled by life dragon, like immortality. Okay. But he's also the Lich King. Like he wore the helmet to keep all the undead at bay. 
So it's like he's the embodiment of life and death. That's cool. Is that who she's fighting in the trailer right now? Yeah. Cause he's got some. He's got some uh, icy stuff going on. Sylvanas is cool. Yeah, Sylvanas is cool. I'm glad they use her more. I like the armor designs. Like they're not practical, but they look fucking awesome. No, for like cartoonish comic book fantasy, this is my jam. Yeah. Ooh, that was neat. This is a fun trailer. I like it. I don't even like know who the characters are really. Like I know who Sylvanas is, but uh. It's just well choreographed, and it's a lot. I don't know. They'll always have a special place for for World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Just seeing this stuff again, it's like, oh, I remember this place. Rot row. So here she is playing forty chess again. <laughs> nice. It's so anime in a way, like what she just did. It's like I'm gonna like. Yeah. Attach chains to a piece of mountain and then throw the mountain at him. <laughs> and then he's going to block most of it with his magic anime powers. It, are things taking more from anime that we don't really... Because like, that, like, that was my immediate thought when that just happened, right? And I can't tell if that's a true thought or not. No, you're not wrong. I think anime inspired a generation of creatives. Yeah. Oop, took the crown. Oh, you know what would be really funny is to um, take the Helping Twilight Princess Win the Crown show tune and cut it this to that. <laughs> Did you see the Lich King trailer with Let It Go playing over it? No, but that's funny too. It, it oddly syncs up. It's a little weird. Nice. She's got some pretty fierce eyebrows going on. Yeah, she's an elf. If she puts that helmet on, her eyebrows, are they, they going to fit? Yeah, they kind of poke also, out. She's got pointy ears, too. Oh, she's breaking it. So this surprised me. Yeah, because it's basically set up that she's going to be the new Lich King. And then she subverted it by destroying the crown. I don't think Twilight ever wears the crown after that movie. No. Ah, stupid. So she rips apart the crown... And that upsets the life-death balance and creates a portal to the afterworld. Okay. So now the whole expansion is going to be in the afterlife. Oh, cool. Yeah. It actually, it sounds pretty fun to me. That sounds really neat. My my thing with, because with, like, I remember Sargeras being like the big bad evil god, right? Because he's the lord of the demons. So I take it there's, at some point they introduce things like worse than him. Well, that's the thing. Or is he an old god? Uh, no, he's a titan, okay. which is stronger than an old god. Oh. And we defeated him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, wait. Like, this escalated too high. Um. So now, <laughs> like, this is that thing where they keep building on it, where this sounds like a really cool next expansion, but my first thought was, all right, okay, end Warcraft after this one. Like, There's a weird power creep to it. The <laughs> The idea that... The, the the afterlife apparently works in a way where in the Shadowlands, if something living dies, the life energy goes to the Shadowlands where it's like a it's basically a cycle. It's kind of like reincarnation or something. And there are when you souls... die, you can come back to life if you walk back to your corpse. Yeah, that too. Well, that's the so thing, though. The... Those angel spirits, those are from the Shadowlands. Oh, OK. So you actually get to meet some of them when you go over there, too. Oh, neat. And they're like, hey, you, I see you all the time. You're like, fuck you. 
<laughs> so the souls go to the afterlife and then they go to these different like de- depending on the nature of the soul they go to different things so there's like a soul for for like nature and wildlife and then there's like an area where um where like grumpy people go to atone for their sins so that they can be reborn and there's a other place where the other thing and stuff and yeah, then there's yeah, like the there's like a maw and the maw is the only place where souls don't come out of it's like a black hole Oh, cool. And that's reserved for only, like, the worst people. But whatever Sylvanas did, now the Maw is getting bigger, and it's taking in all souls. Oh. So it's killing off the rest of the afterlife, because basically, like, the energy that naturally fuels reality is all going into the Maw. And there's not the cycle is stopping. Now it's spiraling down. So you Order. literally, as a player, you're an orc from Orkland, and you go, zug, zug. And you have a boar pet, and your your boar goes oink oink, and you literally go to the <laughs> afterlife to restore balance to reality. Yeah, the, I feel like it, it, it it's escalated too much because I mean, at one point you go in space, right? And it's just like all of those like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies or, or, or whatever, where there's just like there's like twenty of them, and they have to keep getting bigger, and it's like Jason in space. It's like, well, Warcraft's done that. What did Jason do after he went to space? Did he go to the afterlife? Because dude. Uh um so Thrall gets all the horde together and and he says horde we are going to take Manhattan <laughs> Oh that wasn't a very good orc voice No but I was I appreciated it You, you jut your jaw out like you have tusks horde horde we I will be... never be slaves I shouldn't be too mean to my throat. I did I did some vocal recording when I got home. Oh, yeah, I definitely course. wasn't breathing properly. And so I was just like, you know what? I guess I'm just going to gonna just yell with my old lungs real hard, and uh, we'll see what happens. So um, the biggest update coming to Warcraft. Okay. Um, They're adding black people. Come again? They're adding black people. Oh, that was... You were... Have there not been any? No. That's fucking weird. I never noticed that. It always bugged me. So... I actually one of my earlier characters. I made a uh, paladin, and she was black. And I loved the I loved the way she looked. She had this cool haircut, and this like shiny armor. And it was just this like she looked strong. When they okay. did the model update, they did some like tonal corrections, and lightened all the character skins a bit. And she oh, no. she didn't look black anymore. She looked Mexican. And it's like I don't want to be a Mexican paladin. And it's like <laughs> I just kind of changed the character a bit. So. They're adding, um, they're adding blacks and Asians. Cool. And actually, I really like the new faces. I don't like the current ones. <laughs> they look, they look kind of derpy. And then they, here's the new faces, and they actually look really good. I think the reason I never noticed is I never ever rolled a human character because I was just like, man, humans are boring. Why would I want to be a human when I can be an orc or a tauren or an elf? And it's just like all the elves are kind of an off purple because they're elves. It's like that works. I'm gonna be a druid. So that's all. Yeah. No new class so then, or anything. Uh, that's. I feel like a new expansion is pretty pretty big. I like, I that, think so. Yeah. I wish. I wonder if like in the future, someone will take all of the good bits of Warcraft lore and like make a book series out of them, but have it be written by someone competent. Because I feel like there's a lot of really cool stuff here. I don't want to play the game to get it, because that's a lot of fucking time and effort. And I don't know if I trust the books that are currently out. 
I don't know. I like um I like this last book. And honestly, I think this last book was the highlight of the expansion. Like That's kind of funny. They did not tell much story in this expansion. I'm a little I'm a little miffed that it's winding down and we're looking at the next one. Do you really think they'll end it after this one though? I well no. Um it's just I what happens next? I mean, after you like fix reality from death like yeah there's not a lot you can do and i almost think it would be funny to just go back to like something really basic well you know what worked really well uh cataclysm the giant dragon burst out of the earth destroyed half the planet terrorized everything reshaped mountains you know destroyed whole zones and it's like the whole world could explode if we don't stop this dragon and so we stopped it okay now let's go see Jack Black in Panda Land. Yeah. And let's uh, here's a new class. You drink beer. It's the beer drinking class. And it was this like calm down kind of reset that people complained about cuz it was such a de-escalation. And then it grew on a lot of people. And they're like, "You know, we kind of need another Pandaria right now." Yeah, I feel like you you need you need to be able to like decompress a bit and it's like if the content's fun, I feel like that should makeup for things like it's okay to be like oh we did a like a horror themed expansion with life and death and monsters let's do like a comedy one next and just kind of maybe the villain's kind of stupid but we add some fun things that you get to do with some new abilities or whatever and just uh there's a way to make it work i just you know do you trust blizzard to do it i don't like that the horde doesn't have a war chief you mentioned like thrall a bit ago is he Actually, not around. How do they, I don't know what's up with Thrall anymore. Um, no, they make a council. Okay. Oh, so the orcs are are becoming a democracy. Yeah, you know that classic orc trait that they sit down yeah. at a table and discuss things. Real cool. Love my orc democracy. Um, I feel like the fantasy is that they should be a little more zug zug and oink oink, right? That's the appeal. Yeah. So I it bugs me. Yeah, um, you you play an orc because you want a specific aesthetic. <laughs> Right, I I pick so my main character is like literally just a minotaur with a giant axe, mm-hmm. and like my racial is that I stomp so hard that it stuns everybody. Right, it's it's fun, it's cartoony. Right, um, but in this quest, I have to go to the DMV and re-register my axe, <laughs> and it's like, eh. It would be really funny if they did an expansion. It turns out the villain is capitalism. I don't know how they would do that. And well, it would be done poorly, probably, but it would be funny. I could dig it. Mm, they could. They, mm, I bet they could. I don't know if the whole expansion, but I bet they could build a zone around it. Yeah. It was, oh, man. Probably have fun with the goblins. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, the goblins, um, they're run by this, like, fat goblin who's just, like, always money grubbing and stuff. And he just mysteriously disappears. So then the one good goblin, well, hey, you should sit on the council. And he's like, well, okay, Mac. And it's like, I don't care anymore. Like, I want the uh, goblins to be gross and vile. That's the yeah. appeal. Okay. I remember once upon a time, they almost had like a, a kind of a pod racing thing. Yeah. That was in, uh, I can't remember the name of that, Thousand Needles or whatever the, the zone was. Yeah. I w- did, they should, did they ever make that an actual thing? Like, you could build this and actually race each other, and, like, it's I, a mini-game. I think they did. It, it was, like, a it was like a one-off quest. It wasn't, like, a PvP race. I feel like they should take something like that and build something big around it, because that would be fun to me. Like, 
just like the idea of like you know this little thing that people liked at the time. Let's revisit it. Let's have some fun. Like let's go back to Angora Crater, but up the dinosaur mount and just be like, hey, let's do some fun shit with dinosaurs. Well, you know what I like is uh, the the um, Fight Club. There is an underground Fight Club that's like hidden. It you know how in Stormwind, um, there's like that tunnel tram that goes all the yep. way to the Dwarf City. So under the tracks, there's like a hidden set of uh, stairs. And you go down there, and there's a whole fight club with a little arena. Oh, nice. And there's a bunch of, like, gimmick bosses. Like, one of the bosses is literally, um, like, Pac-Man, where there's, like, a maze, and you have to run around and, like, reach all the bad guys that are ghosts in, like, a That's timer. Cool. It's, like, it's cute stuff like that. So they do they do fun things once in a while. I don't, yeah. I, I'm waiting to, I can't wait to see the new WoW expansion, like, there's going to be a deep dive panel tomorrow where they like get into the systems and stuff. So I think there's more features than just black men. <laughs> but un- unironically, I'm looking at these new like tattoos and stuff, and it's like, you know, little details like this are fun to me. Oh, for sure. Um, I was always disappointed that I kind of like stopped playing World of Warcraft after they introduced a ton of new cosmetic stuff to like make your characters look cool. And I played with like. The bulk of the time I played, it was the the really shitty character models, and you just got used to it because it's all anything was. And I look at them now, and it's like, oh my god, there's more than ten polygons here. Oh, and everything can be a Death Knight now. So, like, you can get your Death Knight Panda, or Fox, or... Well, yeah, they have a Fox class. We talked about that last yeah. time, I think, and it's you so can cute. have You can have zombie furries now in Warcraft. Hooray, my favorites, because they're dead, and you can fuck them. Um, or the mechanomes, you get your undead diaper on. Uh, okay, so the other big game is, of course, Overwatch 2. Yeah, Overwatch 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, where did it go? Someone? Uh, here it is. I got this picture. Did you, did you see anything about Overwatch 2? I heard it was all PvE stuff. No. And then that, I guess I heard it was mostly PvE stuff. I sent you a picture. Oh, hey, this is from the Spongebob movie. Yeah, where they opened a second Krusty Krab right next to the Krusty Krab that just had a 2 yep. on it. Yep. So Overwatch 2 is a expansion pack hmm. that they're charging full retail price for. Oh. Um, there's literally the the all the maps. They're adding new characters, new costumes, new maps. All of those costumes and maps and new features are coming to Overwatch 1, and Overwatch 1 is completely compatible with Overwatch 2. So is there, like, a wait time? No. It's like, Overwatch 2 is, they don't know how to make money without loot boxes, so they're charging extra for an expansion pack that has PvE stuff on it. So, can you play the PvE stuff with Overwatch 1? No. So it is just the PvE stuff, basically, is what you're buying? You're Yeah. I'm... Again, I'm kind of waiting for maybe a more deep dive that explains something more. But everything I'm hearing is like, they're calling it Overwatch 2, but I'm going to not buy it and keep playing Overwatch the same way and keep getting my free updates. You know what I mean? Huh. Yeah. No, that that works. Because like, here's the thing, is, is I feel like the PvE content in Overwatch 1 isn't very good. It's a fun distraction when it shows up as an event, and you play it for like 20 minutes or a half hour, you get your loot box, you say you did it, you yell at someone playing Genji bad, and then you go back to normal PvP. 
because that's what the game is made around. Yeah. So they showed some like the like video of how the PVE stuff will go, and their examples are literally on maps from Overwatch One. Hooray! So it's like, wait a minute, I recognize that spot immediately. They're not even like retooling it in a clever way. It's like, no, this is literally just the capture point on that map. And it's like the same robots. Well, so it's like the robots show up and you got it. And there's a sniper. You get the sniper. Oh, you got him. And it's the exact same noise. Uh, one of the unique things is that there's like a progression system. So you level up the characters and get new abilities. Okay. So the example was you can tweak Tracer's like sticky bomb. Where there's like a chain reaction, where if it explodes and hits someone else, that person also explodes. So it's like she dashes up and hits one guy with it, and it shows a top down, and it just like ricochets through the whole map and like clears out the room. And it's like, okay, that's kind of fun. Or Genji gets a thing where he does his ult with his sword, but he swings his sword and it like shoots a uh, like a laser blade that cut through a bunch of guys. Oh, Link did that already. Right, it's that. Sure. No, so, I'm, I'm being a dick, but it, it, you know that stuff's fun. But well, yeah, that's the thing. They're doing things to kind of add a little more fun and personality to it, but it feels like a very shallow level. <laughs> like I'm, I'm watching this new trailer and like look at all these new costumes and stuff. And then they did a demo, and one of the characters in the demo was um Sigma, with his default Sigma skin because he just came out in Overwatch. And it's like, well, wait. He doesn't look new at all. He, I, I, that's what I have now. Yeah. And I've seen this map before. Like, what are you showing me? <laughs> I do wonder if they'll start putting out new skins and you can only buy or unlock them if you have Overwatch 2. Yeah, and start I, kind of I kind of assume cosmetics. there's got to be something that encourages you to move forward and give them money. Right. But they kind of wrote themselves in a corner to an extent. Um. Like, well, the other frustrating things is they're going to keep the loot boxes going, right? Like, if this is an expansion, and they only charge, like, 25 bucks for it, I'd be like, yeah, I'll have 25 bucks for some PvE content, but it, I'm largely here for the skins and everything else that I've, I've been playing. That's fine, but if they're going to charge 60 bucks for this, keep the loot boxes, not change much, you reuse maps, and, and it's like, no, fuck off, that's stupid. It's not worth money. Yeah, I don't know the details. Um... I just watched, like, a. there was a little bit of a behind-the-scenes, like, preview, and then there was the opening ceremony thing. So, maybe there's a lot more that I'm not aware of yet, but what I watched was a very boring cinematic that I did not care about, that I feel like was supposed to be emotional, but I just, I was not feeling it. It's really disappointing that a lot of the stuff that Blizzard's done cinematically for the for Overwatch, I feel like isn't very emotional, with well, with a couple of exceptions, like the Bastion. One is, I think, really good. But their character designs are so good. Like, I want to see something really fun and emotional with Tracer because I love her design. She's legitimately so, an amazingly well-done character. So, yeah, this I is another... I don't care about Tracer. Yeah, this is another nitpick of mine. Uh, the new character costumes, they're all bad. They're all, like, over-designed. Oh, no. Um, they It's like, uh, they, they took Reinhardt, but they gave him, like, a bigger beard. Why? And that's it. Um, what was the other one that kind of bugged? Like May, May just has like an extra layer on. Uh, Genji has this like douchey hip like coat on over his armor. Um, Lucio's hair glows for no reason. Uh, Mercy has the same outfit but with like more little like bolts 
I guess to like yeah. hold back her her all her flab that's going to explode out at any minute. It's like there's too many little details because they had to sure. they, they wanted to stay true to the original design but make it look new, and they just I hate all of them. I feel like this is the laziest way to do it though is to like well if we just add to what we got, that'll work right. Like, Winston, that never works. Yeah, Winston has sleeves. That's stupid. That's it. it it's like. Uh, if I, 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 I let me not be hypocritical. I'm gonna get Overwatch too. I'm I'm an idiot. I probably won't. But I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna turn off all the skins and use the default skins. You know. If if people really praise the PVE stuff, maybe. But it has to like prove itself before I will throw more money at it. Yeah, because... I mean, I I want I didn't pre-order it. I'm waiting for more news. Yeah. But if it's literally what I think it is, I actually might not get it. Or I'll yeah, wait for, like, fair. a $20 sale or something. Sure. Because that will come. I'll wait for my good friend Cameron to buy it for me. <laughs> so that, I too. got the first Overwatch. Um, but it, at the same time, it, we might not have to ever upgrade. Yeah. That's I mean, hilarious to me. That's I'm fine with that. Oh, uh, boy. So, I don't know. So... Wow, we ended up spending the whole episode basically on uh, BlizzCon, which is cool. I'm glad we did this. I feel like this was a fun conversation. It was, and I want to do did... more research. You picked a really good topic, and I want to come ready. So yeah. I want to. I want to do a little more work on that. We'll have a good one next week. I do want to. I wonder if I should talk about because my little pony friendship is magic is over, and I'm I've seen all of season nine now. We can talk about it that for a, a little bit. Yeah. I don't. Okay. First thing, those designs you showed me like four months ago, and you're like, look at what shows up at the last episode. And I was like, there's no fucking way those are going to be in there. Those are dreadful. They 100% show up. And I was super mad because they're so bad. It's not good. Oh, Twilight. The, the, okay, the really the, the biggest problem with Twilight with a Celestia body is that when they when they show certain facial angles of her, they try to keep it like the, the old school, like round faced, cute Twilight. But then she's got this, like, mammoth giraffe neck and this, like, cape of fucking flowing hair. And it looks so weird. And it's, it's like, not... It goes beyond the fact that, like, it's just lazy design. It's it's lazy design, but they're trying to incorporate other stuff to make it seem like it's still her. And it does... It, it, an extra special does not work. And then Spike is also just atrocious. The others is, like, middle-aged ponies I don't mind as much. I thought, like... Some of that was fun, like Rarity with gray hair, Rainbow Dash with more of like a pixie cut. Like, that was cool. Um, the season nine was weird because there's a couple of really high points in it. Like when Big Mac uh, tries to propose, that episode is a complete shit show because Discord shows up and just makes it horrible. And it's really, really funny. It's got a lot of good slapstick in it. Um, I think it's between Dark and Dawn is the episode. With uh, Celestia and Luna basically re- trying to be retired and see what it's like, and it's written by uh, Gil Simone, who's a, a talented comic book writer and really funny. And that so that had some cute moments really, in it. Yeah, yeah, that episode's really funny. It, those characters do not act like Celestia and Luna, though, but it doesn't matter because it's like one of the few good episodes in the season. And so, and that like, I think that's really what it kind of comes down to is just like it was a really really weak season, and so it's over. And some of the stuff was fun. Like, the, the reveal that it was actually Discord trying to manipulate all the villains to make Twilight give her something to defeat so she feels good about herself is a very Discord thing to do. Like, that makes sense to me. It's kind of stupid, and they have to, like, invent a bunch of items to make sure all of the god characters don't have any magical powers so they can be a threat. But at least they try. 
but a lot of this stuff in between that just didn't really it didn't really work for me or it's like like oh hey let's swap angel and fluttershy and so angel can actually be a character that can talk but then we won't really do anything with that we won't give her a very unique talking style she just seems kind of like fluttershy but a little angry and it's like you wasted what could have been a neat final season episode to dive into a character that's been around since the beginning but has never spoken a single word and then you just you didn't go like full force with it i don't know why and i feel like that's maybe the most of the season is just like here's a fun idea why are you pulling back why aren't you just going to like the logical conclusion to this idea at the same time it is kind of weird that it's over because it's been on for i think with breaks like 10 years like i've been watching this show since i was 20 and uh now it's over and and you're still a virgin oh the show no. didn't help at all yeah, My Little Pony, how to fuck women. I, they lied to me. They didn't teach me how to fuck women at all. So, I guess those are kind of my quick and dirty thoughts on the on the final season. Part of me is tempted to rewatch season one just to see like if it even holds up at all, or if like how much nostalgia is involved with that, because I know season one has some really hit-and-miss episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably just been a consistent thing throughout all nine seasons. You just forget some of the worst episodes, or like the mediocre ones. And it feels like season one was really good because you don't remember the shitty ones or the ones that don't stand out. I wish um, it it's difficult because it did become such a big like pop culture thing. Yeah, I kind of wish that they didn't do a finale. Like I, I, I think about kids cartoons and it's like, you know, they tend to live in rerun. Sure. Like you don't you don't really need a finale unless you set up an, a narrative and this was very much episodic. Each episode should either be a little adventure or a little lesson, yeah. but just one or the other. And so to to kind of like, oh, we gotta bookend it. We gotta we gotta make sure they all uh, get old and remind everyone of their mortality. And it's like, eh. The thing is, is like season four had a bigger overarching plot than some of the other seasons. I feel like it worked really well because. They all, like all these like mysterious keys were showing up, and there was a thing that they had to unlock that showed up in the first two episodes, and and so even though if it didn't come back to it, there'd always be some kind of nod throughout the season that hey, this is a thing we're still thinking about, and it's going to show up again. It will be important. And season nine did that somewhat with the villains, where they actually had their own episodes just focused on the three main villains, and how like they have to become friends to overcome Twilight and her gang, and like. Some of that was actually pretty good. The problem was it made the vi- it retroactively made the villains kind of dumb because now we have to humanize them and they're not just like these forces of nature that were really problematic for a couple seasons. It's like, oh no, they're going to come back. They have actual flaws, which should be good. But like Twilight had like a Dragon Ball Z fight with Tyrick and then Tyrick shows up and he's kind of a bumbling idiot in reality. And it's like, okay, well, Tyrick was way cooler in season four or five whenever he showed up than he is now. So this is... It's kind of a letdown. I, and so it was a good idea. It's just I feel like it didn't work well in execution, which is, like I said, kind of the, the big thing with this season. And probably the one before it. I I liked... Wasn't there like a 100th episode special where it was like a bunch of references to fan stuff? Yes. I feel like that worked better. And then this season it's had like, a hey, 200th episode. It's like, hey, let's just have fun with it. Hey, you know, thanks guys for the, you know... We, we we love you guys as like a little love letter to fans. Yeah, the hundredth episode was really really good. I don't think it was goofy, yeah. and it and it's also fine because it's like in the middle. 
you know, I wouldn't want the series to end on that. But I think that's oh. enough. I don't think this kind of epilogue thing was necessary. If, if this had ended on episode 25, it would have been a much better season. But the epilogue, the epilogue is like, I'm Celestia now, and I have a student who's basically Twilight. I'm going to send her to Ponyville after explaining a bunch of things that happened between then and now. And it just, I didn't need it. Like, I don't, I don't really like the idea of, of Twilight taking over the kingdom anyways, because there's a lot of that that doesn't make sense if you think about it. But it just... Well, it's also, did, did you watch that Jenny Nicholson video about, like, her version of a, uh, like, a My Little Pony reboot? Yes, it is very good, and I would love to watch that cartoon that she made up. Yeah, she brought in a lot of uh, interesting ideas, and the the part that I really appreciated was every every aspect tied to how the toy line will work. Like, this wasn't just fan fiction about how this is how I would do it. It's like she actually put thought into, like, no, realistically, you gotta market this stuff. Yeah. Um, and factoring that in, you can still tell a compelling story, and you can still have characters with interesting personalities. I like the idea that Rarity was, like, a goth poet that glows in the dark. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that Twilight is, like, Luna reborn, and she doesn't know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just has, like, this natural, like, inkling to get a little close to, like, evil by accident. Well, in the whole, like, let's set it in something similar to Hogwarts, which, hard to go wrong you're doing magic school? Right. Unless you're Patrick Rothfuss, then you write a really boring, stupid book that's really long. But what? What? The, <laughs> this is the one thing I don't think works with her pitch. And that's that it sets up a narrative that will, if it's too successful, it will overstay its welcome. Because at some point, Twilight would realize that she's Luna, and they'd have to resolve that plot line. And then at some point, it's like, they, these ponies have been in school for nine years. Um... I, what happens when they graduate and then there's that one season where it's after school and it's like this is awful and then it, sh- it ends with like a black eye you know yeah it, well and that's what happened here right because you can tell that like season three ended with um i think that's the one where, where twilight becomes a princess and like that was the princess of friendship but like that was like their ending we're not going to get more than three seasons and then it's like oh no we got we got a season four and then what? In season four, almost like spins the wheels, but it because it, it's well as a princess, but they don't know what to do with it, so they just don't do anything. And then in season five, they give her like a castle, and now we have more things to do. And it really does like, despite season five having some really good episodes, it it just kind of just overstays its welcome. Like most shows do not need to go for nine seasons, especially if you're going to actually pay attention to things like character arcs and world building. Like SpongeBob, sure, it's a gag a day cartoon, that's fine. But for this, where they're trying to do more than that, they don't have enough of a plan to actually make it span that long. You can you can just tell. Whereas like Steven Universe, right? Like they had a huge story planned out, and so when it goes to five seasons, it works. It makes sense. Like this is where they were leading up. They go to the gym homeworld. They meet the diamonds. Like we were building up to this point since basically episode twenty. Yeah, and you know, that's kind of that's one of the things that kind of comes up in the movie is how like. It, it starts with the plot line that Steven brought peace to the universe, like literally, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the diamond armies are disbanded and there's no more oppression and everyone's equal. And so what happens? There's there's like one grumpy person. OK, and then what happens? Uh, Steven talks to her and she feels better and they're happy. Oh, OK, this is yep. a good movie. It's it's like if Star Wars, um if The Force Awakens was like 
the the emperor comes back. Oh no. Uh but he opens a coffee shop. Okay. <laughs> like it's just this weird um There's a fanfic. It actually, yeah, maybe I should work on that. Um Well it like we were just talking about Warcraft. At some point, like in that cinematic, the sky shatters and there's a reflection of the other side of reality. And we're literally gonna meet like death incarnate. And that's apparently going to be like a final raid boss. So we're going to stop death. And it's like, okay, I mean, this is neat, but seriously, what do we do next? Yeah. I'm already afraid <laughs> of like what the implications are. And we've, and we've seen this. This isn't a new problem for things because like anime have had this problem for fucking ever. Well, Where's yeah. Like, how but... many seasons of Dragon Ball Z do we need? Yeah. And it's still going on. And, and everyone picks their own here. ending point. There's some people that love the Cell Saga. There's some people that love the Boo Saga. There's some people that liked GT. There's people that like Super. Um, there's some people that don't even like Z so much, and like they're nostalgic about Dragon Ball. Yep. Um, it, it it's uh it's a matter of taste, and I can uh, it's fine. I don't care. But for me, I stop after Frieza because that's satisfying. That, I feel like you should stop after Frieza because as much as I love the Cell Saga, the characters get remarkably stupid to make it work. You know what I heard? And it's frustrating. Um, when he was working on that. Well, he kept like trying to be like. I think we've talked about this. Where he's like, "Look, I got the androids," and his like editors are like, "Those are dumb. Make better ones." He's like, yeah. "Okay, the real boss is the new androids. They're younger." It's like, "Okay, but what if there was a monster?" It's like, "Okay, here's Cell. Okay, but he's too much like a bug." And it's like, "Okay, fine." Yeah, it wasn't inspiration. It was literally like they piecemeal things together. And you can tell, like, going back to it, and the only reason I like it is because Piccolo is, like, really fucking cool in the Cell Saga, and I really like Piccolo. Oh, yeah, Piccolo gets good moments. Um, there, There's neat stuff in it. Uh, did you did you see the new Pikachu in Pokemon? Like, that big mode? Uh, no. I feel like I heard people talking about it, and he's either not fat or he's fat, and that's the thing. Yeah, Pikachu gets really, really fat. And there's cool. this great picture where, like, wait, so you saw the Godzilla mode, right? Yeah. What is it called? Giant, gigantic Pokemon Pikachu. Um, Where'd it go? Gigamax, that's what it's called. Gigamax. Oh, that's annoying. I can't find the... <laughs> I can't find the picture. Um, if I just search giant fat Pikachu, will that work? Well, you'll get this one I sent you. So Pikachu gets like this no. like round shape when he gets big. And somebody did this fantastic Photoshop where there's the gigantic Pikachu there, but then Goku's like standing there with his hand on him and he's about to do the instant transmission. Gohan's like, no, don't do it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. it, it, there's, there's moments that, you know, that, that shot where gohan's doing that last like one-handed kamehameha and you see like goku's spirit behind him like there are moments you know don't get me wrong that i do like parts of the cell saga i like yeah. parts of the boo saga um i just really like if i were to sit down and watch it it's satisfying after frieza end yeah so it's like eh it if they never made more dragon ball z would be this like weird like cult classic thing um, because they did make more and they stayed in, you know, at the front of the line for a while, it got really popular and that's good too. Yep. Whatever. I can still enjoy the stuff I like. 
I always wonder if Bleach is an even bigger example because you could tell the dude as it goes on, he has like no end game. He's just like, I like to draw cool fights. Oh yeah, every time they introduce a new villain, it's literally like I you know, I move so fast that the stuff you did before it's I can't even you can't even touch me. That happens like every five episodes. Yeah. Where the the <laughs> the power creep is almost an inside joke at some point. Is this is this because we talked about like anime has influenced a whole generation of, of creators and we're seeing stuff from anime show up in cartoons and western stuff all the time now, which is fine because there's a lot of good stuff. But I wonder if this is another something we're accidentally taking is that shit goes on too long and there's power creep and no one knows how to end things. Okay, so there's a controversial thing. Uh, in Warcraft, they're going to be reducing the level. So oh. right now, the max level is 120. They're going to rechange it a bit so that the max level is 50. And in this new expansion, you go from 50 to 60. That's fucking different. And I'm kind of like, why Why bother? Just stop having levels. Yeah. Like, I mean, it no doesn't shit. mean anything. We're going to take half the levels away so like, you complete a quest and you turn to level. Like, how fast are you going to level up? Because you going going from 1 to 50 now where you have like a, a 8 ex, or 9 expansions like how do you even do that uh, you can tell like blizzard's not promoting their stuff to new people anymore it's like how many people can we stick around and yeah. we'll make it really easy for them to level alts is what it feels like yeah i i don't know what the point of that decision is but you know i can't fault them for that because like I know enough about World of Warcraft. Like, who's gonna get into that now? Like, who? But just stop having levels. Like, but like, there's so many other games people are playing. Like, how many people like Twitch stream World of Warcraft? Like, no one really gives a shit other than the people that play it right now and that have stuck with it for a very long time. Yeah, they're just in a really weird position as far as game studio goes. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it, it is what it is, I guess, because I. It, like, realistically, if you were in charge of Warcraft right now, how would you pitch a Warcraft 2? Like, how do you... I have you, no idea. How do you get people to go, okay, we have, like, we have 5 million subscribers right now. Let's tell them that we're going to stop working on this game and they have to buy a new game and start over. It's like, oh, ooh, what if what if we call it World of Warcraft 2, but it's like Overwatch 2, where it's not actually a change? The other problem is, like, if you did that, all these people that have been playing for a while, they'd be like, you know what, this is the time I get to jump off and play something else for a change. And you'd actually probably lose more subscribers than you'd gain. Yeah, so you have to keep doing term. this stupid power creep thing. They really kind of do, I think. Um, and that sucks, but... I keep thinking about that, like, I want to make a game about, like, angels and demons being the player characters. Yep. And it's like, I'm looking at, uh, there's this new celestial race, and wow. Like, one, one of the clans when you go to the afterlife they're these like celestials from D&D where like their skin looks all starry and blue and they have wings and stuff and it's like you know if they were to just keep going like what if at the end of this expansion we all become gods and it's like we're not even on Azeroth anymore we're like fighting for like the planes of reality and we go to the different planes like they could just keep pushing it this way until everyone hates it god that kind of reminds me how um Hunter Hunter ends the anime where it's this weird it starts off small it gets way way bigger in terms of power creep and stuff it largely handles it pretty well because there's a very convoluted system so there's a you can almost like rock paper scissors so it's not always like I'm the strongest like Goku it's like oh I'm strong but that guy can counter me so it'll be a fair fight um 
But then at the end, Gon meets his dad, and then his dad's just like, oh, also, there's, like, another version of the planet or whatever we could explore. And it, it's a sort of, like, this is the tip of the iceberg as far as being a hunter, which is, like, you know, they're, they're Lewis and Clark explorer kind of people. And, like, we could just keep going forever because there's, like, more and more stuff. Like, this is... We're, and I... I I don't know what to think about that, because part of me is like, okay, that's actually kind of, the way you've set up the story, that makes sense, that's kind of genius, you can keep going for literally ever, but also, why would you want to? So I could see World of Warcraft doing something like that, and being like, you know what, fuck it, it works. Yeah, and eventually it'll just choke out completely, and go like, yeah, you know, we gotta, you know, people just aren't playing Warcraft anymore. Um, yeah. I picture it lowering into a, like, maintenance state, where... Maybe when Warcraft is no longer their big thing, um, everyone's much more excited about Overwatch 3 and Hearthstone 2. So Warcraft doesn't have the center stage at the convention, you know? It'll yeah. probably still be running. Like, you could, it, it might go free to play. Maybe it's still a subscription. Um, maybe it's understood that there's just not going to be the same content updates. Maybe the only people playing are the kind of people that legitimately care and they find their own fun. Because one of the problems with Warcraft is that it's too popular. Because I cannot look up anything Warcraft without finding like entitled Reddit babies like complaining that the game is too hard. Sure. About every single facet of the game. Like every announcement is always like, What do you mean you have to finish the dungeon in order to get the loot? <laughs> I I there was literally I saw someone on Blizzard Watch. I, I was I went back there to troll more. Nice. They they announced the mechanomes. One of the requirements for unlocking Mechanome is that you have to finish a dungeon. And they're literally like, are they seriously not going to offer an option to just buy it? I have to actually do the dungeon? It takes like an hour and a half to get to level 10 and then run RFC. I, it, I, I got in an argument with them. I was telling them, like, why are you paying a monthly subscription for a game that you're literally afraid to play? Like, that's what the game is. And like, well, some of us play different things. It's like, okay, and you can do it without robot arms. Like, seriously, what? I don't know. That guy really irked me. I just don't like the idea of, like, here's our game, but you can pay to get to the end. And it's like, but why buy the game then? The whole point is to play it. Like, and I'm definitely not on the pulse of video games anymore, so maybe I'm missing something. But I also feel like there's kind of a reason I'm not on the pulse of video games anymore. It's just like, there's so much stuff that doesn't appeal to me. And there's just this weird shit that's in games now that I, I don't want to deal with. Did you see the new WWE game? No. Oh, that's really good. Cool. Um, So it's not all bad. That's good. We're at an hour 13. Do we want to do a quick glad space and call it a day? Yeah. Do you have a glad space? I have a glad space. It's kind of stupid. I'm on a YouTube channel I've been really enjoying. It's called Life in Jars. It's this uh, Dutch guy. And he goes and he makes these uh, closed ecospheres. He'll go to, like, a beach and he'll put a bunch of sand and dirt and some kelp and salt water in a jar. He'll bring it home and he'll look at what uh, what stuff he's accidentally caught. You know, like little snails and little crabs and uh, plankton and, and, and stuff. And he'll seal the jar and then he'll just leave it there. And, and check it on it every, like, month and see, to see what happens. And, it, and it's, like, these interesting little, like, science things... Like, how long can a closed ecosystem survive before everything dies versus, like, okay, well, what happens after a year? What What's still alive? How has this changed? Why, you know, okay, the crab's dead, but there's still a lot of uh, 
snails around. Like, holy shit, where are all these snails living? But he's got a really, really funny, dry sense of humor with his Dutch accent. And there's something just really kind of, like, chill about the videos. And they're, they've been they've been a lot of fun. So, yeah, I, w- I would recommend watch Life in Jars. The, the videos are usually only, like, 10 to 12 minutes long, too, so they're not a big commitment. So, yeah, watch one if you like it. Keep going if you don't like it. Oh, you, you saw a Dutch guy have a weird, fun science time. That's no, that's a good le- <laughs> that's a good glad face. I don't know what's so funny. My glad face is this picture that my friend just sent me. With, with the Are you familiar with Goatsy? Oh oh god, that's what that is. So he's he like, did such a bad job cropping out like the the <laughs> sticking helmet. his fingers into the lich crown to pull it apart. <laughs> that's a swing and a miss to be honest. I feel like the execution of this is really bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I appreciate the amount of censorship, honestly. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> uh, um. I hope. Uh, good night. Yeah, good night, everybody. And remember, only you can free Hong Kong by writing your congressman and the media. Don't expect video game companies to be to be the moral beacons of humanity. Fucking idiots. <laughs>